Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Grognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Before we get into it... No, we're getting into it right now. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It is I, the young Grognard, kicking it to you with a bunch of pals for the next episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign. Um, I actually am titling these quests and adventures to kind of keep things a little bit tighter and concise, make episode names a little bit easier, too. So this episode, and I guess this, I don't know how many episodes it's going to take, hopefully about 30, uh, but this quest is called Scraping the Barrel, and the adventure series is called The Queen. So, um, yeah, Ryan, you were saying, what, what's Klika's voice? What are we going to all make fun of you for nope. now? Nope. <laughs> now you're not getting it until we're back in the fucking zone. Um, so we left our party last time uh, on the road uh, heading towards Cooperford, and they had just peeped a strange noise inside of the uh, bushes up ahead in a bit of a thicket of uh, trees over here. Um, and do we remember what kind of crawled and reared its ugly, ugly uh, cloven-footed being out of the uh, bush? Zombie goat. <laughs> Brains. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to start off hot with some initiative as you guys hear one goat behind the one that's peeped its head through. Soaked with blood, ichor running out of its oozing eyeball, and teeth hanging limp from the gum tissue left in its mouth. There's the a sh- herd of goats? <laughs> yes, a herd of goats. Ronnie, what did you get on your initiative, everybody? I got, I got a one. I got a four. I have also rolled a four. All right, well, let's <laughs> get re-rolling here, guys. Nine. Nineteen. Twelve. Low four, I got a nine. Okay, so we're going to go Klika, Jarzak, and then we're going to go Anton, Norhill, and some goats. A horde of goats! It's just going to be more every single time we talk about it. So Klika is the first jumping on the initiative here. Uh, so what does Klika say in her Klika voice that you've decided to pitch to us right now? Uh, Klika realized she has a really bad cough, and her throat's pretty sore, so she can't talk at all. Fucking allergies. <laughs> uh, how far away are the goats? Uh, about 15 or so feet away. 15 feet. All right. Uh, itself is about five feet at the widest of like super clear. And then it immediately goes to kind of thicker grasses and the trees at the about 10 foot mark. So and it's, yeah. how many goats can we see? You see one and you can definitely tell there's another one behind it. Okay. Um, so yeah, Klika is going to look at the goats and then look back at the party because she was obviously in front doing like handstands and fucking around um and she's, As Klinka does. yeah and she's gonna say 
Uh, Kleeko thinks there uh, might be something wrong with these dogs. In the response, donkeys, are, are you sick? In response from the from the bushes, you hear babbings. Kleeko, those aren't dogs. Cats. No, those be goats. <laughs> no, these aren't. These aren't ghosts. Kleeka knows what ghosts are. And then Norhill names like the, the, the uh, what's it called, scientific name, and they're like, no, you idiot, it's a goat. <laughs> a ghost go boo. So anyway, what's Kleeka doing? Uh, she's going to run up and stab one with her dagger. <laughs> dagger. Yep. Very good. All right. Put it to rest. Play uh, oh, go to wrist. Well, I got a nat 20 on my first attack roll. So. Well, Ernie, that's a good way to start this off. Woo! Yeah. All right, so double the damage, and yeah. So that's uh, eight damage, and uh, so I was g- going to do Booming Blade with it, so it also just is shrouded with booming energy. If I was going to say... Dead. You uh you killed it, so let's okay. let's get a description as you run up and just pike this thing in the head and kill it in one hit. Uh yeah, so Cleek is just gonna run forward and then just sort of jump from one side to the other and just stab it right in the head, and then she's gonna just uh immediately just run back and join the rest of the group again, like nothing happened. That's that's kind of alarming, but you know, yeah. tis the action economy, I suppose. <laughs> the economy, am I right? And so, uh, seeing Kleeka run up, murder a, a zombie goat, and just plop on back, Jarzak, it's your time to uh, shut in here. I see, Kleeka, you are a mighty warrior. Now it's my turn to show you how to kill one. <laughs> Jarzak. Fumble. Fumble. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Just backhands uh, and hits Anton, <laughs> breaks his nose. <laughs> how far away are they from us, or are we right up? And 15. 15. This one is in the bushes, though, so it's about 20. And it has cover if you're going for range. Now, uh, just... Lika can't wait to see Mighty Jarzak. <laughs> so I'm going to use uh, my uh, bonus action because uh, orcs get the aggression. Where yeah, they can I'm aware of your broken character. Go ahead. Yes. The <laughs> for, orc the people at home, for the people at home, go ahead and tell them about this this action. So as a bonus action, you can move your speed towards an enemy of your choice that you can see or hear. So it has to be towards them. You can't use it to like get away or anything. Right. So yeah, I'm going to use that to rush in. And then are there multiple standing near each other? Just the one. Just the one? Okay. Then, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to use Booming Blade. Fair enough. A lot of booms. Because apparently we're all just going to have Booming Blade. Ronnie, you got Booming Blade too? <laughs> No. Anthony, do you have a blade name boom? <laughs> no, I don't think a war pick. It really makes a boom noise. It hit it hard enough. Anything makes yeah. a boom noise. But, okay, so what do we got on the attack roll? A 15. 15's a hit. First. So this goat, as you burst through the bushes uh, with orcish fury and speed, you trample straight through the bushes and brambles with no issue, and as you leap through and come to a booming landing, uh, this goat seems to be standing over uh, an arm that's just kind of like cut off of something's body, and it's just been chewing on it, so as you land right next to it, the thing looks up to you with one eye dangling out of it, like one of those weird little uh, 
you know, paddleboard things where you bounce the bouncy ball and it's just dangling by the side of its head and looks up at you, still chewing on the meat as you look up for a swing and clearly cleave into it. Six damage. Damn. Okay, so with six damage, you manage to off it real quick. So the thing falls Ooh. to the ground limp with a thud. And as it falls to with a thud, you notice on the tree, um, sort of, that's kind of, a, I don't want to say it, framing these bushes, the one that's kind of like a, the bushes are surrounding it. Uh, this tree, you can see that there's a body that seems to be disfigured enough at this point from being chewed on by so many different things. Uh, it It's hard to tell what this was originally. Probably a man by its stature, a human man. Um, but an arm seems to be pulled off at one point, and you see these two goats seem to have made quite a meal out of him. It smells to high heaven, and it's definitely something that kind of gives you a, a second thought. You you have a, a moment of like, uh, what? But anyway, that's the end of combat, so what happens now? So, so we must kill this tree? <laughs> yeah, it's the tree's fault. The guy just tripped really bad. How hard did I fumble? Two goats arise from the dead. <laughs> like, totally unrelated to anything. Like, I told you if you fumbled twice in a row, it'd be real bad. What on earth happened here? And Anton kind of goes up, sees the body, and like shivers and looks away, and he says, Where did undead goats come from? A farm? <laughs> So do they actually appear to be goats, or am I misremembering the description that they had more humanoid aspects? No, no, no. They're literally farm goats, like just, okay. just goaty goats. Just a lot more gored and looking really zombish. They're not the cute kind. <laughs> They're just extra sticky. Um, and so with that, I mean, noticing that there's no immediate danger around you guys, uh, what would you like to do? The sun's setting soon, so it seems like you guys, from what you've heard and what you know, Cooperford's probably not more than an hour away, um, and you know you're probably going to pass a couple of little hamlets and thorps along the way, little farming sections with some little cottages and whatnot, but it seems like you guys can get there before the moon's, like, really risen. I'm just curious, is it, like, normal for there just to be, like, zombie goats? No, not at all. And I'm kind of surprised you guys are all handling this first combat <laughs> like, with literal zombie goats. Should I be, like, worried of, like, I don't know, can I do, like, a... I mean, this does seem kind of blasphemous at some or... I mean, yeah, I mean, you can roll for religion. I don't know who's going to bring back zombie goats, but... Yeah, go I, ahead. Roll I, that I'm trying to figure check. out, like, is that, like, a cultish kind of thing going on there? Yeah, can, <laughs> I, can I do, like, a nature check to see if zombie goats are prevalent in this area. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let's see. And uh, I, can Noah Hill look closer at the corpse to see, you know, maybe he can get an idea if it was placed there deliberately or not? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I um, got an 11 on my religion check. I got an 11? Okay, so I got a 12 on her religion, so. You roll for religion, too? Yeah. Also, keeping with the house rules, you're not allowed to roll these knowledges unless you've got the uh, I've got it. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying as these house rules come up naturally, I do want to address them. Um, but uh, yeah, so with that, with the 11 and the 12, I mean, the idea of anybody raising goats back from the dead, bringing things back from the dead is a timely, time-consuming and difficult process. So to waste it on a goat seems a little bit strange. Like there'd have to be a very specific reason or somebody made a terrible mistake or there's intense necromantic energy around here to the point that dead goats will just come back to life on, like just because the energy is strong enough. And as far as the nature check goes, yeah, 
goats coming back from the dead is not really a likely occurrence, especially not in this area. They have a good neighborhood. I, I don't think these guys are from around here. <laughs> these are some outsourced immigrant goats. No, either either someone's testing something or made a real bad mistake. So as you three are looking at the goats and trying to interpret that, Norhill walked right over to the tree and you can tell uh, a couple of like the gore marks in the corpse's chest make it seem like maybe he got bludgeoned real quick in the first place. And looking at the tree, you can see a piece of bark has been kind of ripped off at a certain point. That judging by the guy's height, it looks like somebody smacked into him hard enough that he bounced off the tree and fell to his death right there. And so Did something he get ran just, by like, the goat? I mean, probably Ronnie. I'm sure somebody or something certainly wanted this poor sod dead. <laughs> it's a fucking conspiracy, I tell you. The goats framed him. <laughs> but anyway, it just turns out that's the entire campaign. It's just like one guy did something terrible and he's trying to cover it up with like a bunch of really strange red herrings. Just like, yeah, zombie goats. <laughs> but anywho. All right, apart from that, what's the plan of action now? Do you guys want to continue down the road and head towards uh, head towards Cooperford, or? Did you say the guy was, like, impaled on the tree, or is he just, like, laid up against it on the ground? Like, laid up against it, but even looking at it, like, he's just kind of, like, dangling on it sideways, like, as if he got smacked into it, and that's the only thing keeping him up. Do we know if there's any, like, nearby houses or anything? Like, this guy, does he look like he was traveling? Does he have a backpack? No, like I said, I mean, he honestly looks like he was probably just some kind of worker. It looks like he's wearing what could be described as almost like a farmer's work, like, working outfit. Like, not overalls, but, like, like cheap but hardy garment that can keep him kind of safe from the elements. But apart from that, like I said before, I mean, his Hamlet's and Thorpe's leading up this road towards Cooperford, so it seems likely that if he is from around here, he's from one of the houses that's probably 10, 15 minutes from here. Is there any if kind that. of like identifier if we had to like ask people around? Like, I don't know, like- um, He's just got his ID in his pocket. I can bring the arm back if we want. I don't know this guy. He's got very distinct facial hair, you know? Like, is he wearing like, I don't know, a, like a ring, a necklace, a patch? No, he, again, he looks, like a, he looks like a farm hand, like. Everything he wow. owns is probably at his farmhouse or in his possession. Poor man. <laughs> I didn't say how poor he was. That's an oddly classist remark to make, Ronnie. Jesus. I'm saying right. poor, like yeah. poor man. He's, yeah, we get it, Ronnie. A poor man dies and it doesn't bother you that much. <laughs> Whatever, Ronnie. We'll keep moving. Thank you. Anywho, all right, so what's the party up to? She might not even be dead. She didn't try and heal him. So anyway, the party <laughs> starts heading north. I was about to say we should probably hurry along where there are some strange monsters. There are likely to be more. Eh, I don't know about that. I had to get one combat in. Um, and it's just going to be all exposition from here. Just 40 minutes of me talking. But um, no, so the party starts heading north down the road. Is there any sort of particular formation you four would want to take? Clica just first. goes wherever she wants. She sort of just bounces around. Clica, if, if around. you keep running around my legs, I'm going to step on you and it's not going to feel good. Yelps like a little dog. Like, <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, where, where's Norhill and Anton gonna go then? 
Anton will lead. I don't know. He doesn't really know the area well. I don't think it'd be wise <laughs> to have him up front. Uh, and Nor and Norhill walks in such a way that he can sort of see where everybody I keep everybody within his direct eyesight. So you're walking and like you're in the Wizard of Oz, holding hands, skipping down the lane, equidistant from the front and the back, saying, we're off to see the wizard. So the group uh, goes parading down the road, skipping and singing as the sun begins to really set and the moon begins to rise. And the nighttime sky starts to flood the air um, when you guys can hear in the distance a particular sound. If I could get a perception check again. Creeping day. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing good 17. this campaign. 17 minus 1, 16. So 17 and 16? Uh, 10. Okay, 10. And Anthony, what'd you get? Uh, two. Oh, good. So Norhill's very busy <laughs> picking his nose, his beard and his ear at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the group all hear a very particular noise of a shovel kind of like a shovel or like a spade twanging on a stone and then the indistinguishable, I mean the, the un, uh, sorry, unmistakable sound of somebody patting dirt with a shovel. Uh, and it sounds like it's coming like 50 to a hundred feet in the distance uh, to the north east of you guys. Um, and it sounds like something like off in the distance. And the only thing that's kind of making it difficult to hear this is all the sounds of all like the, the, uh, the crickets and frogs and stuff like that peeping in the distance in the late summer. Someone's working pretty late. <laughs> Maybe they need help <laughs> with all these zombie growths about. Sun's not down yet. Not unusual for you know your average, your usual worker. How far away are we from where we saw the zombie goats about? How long have we been traveling? About 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, Actually, probably closer to 5 to 10. Something closer to that. I think uh, Klika might run up ahead Oh, towards the sound and just toward a shout. Uh, you get your watch out. There's bad dogs all over the place. So again, it was like a hundred or so feet away in the in the trees. Did you want to just go to the edge of the path or did you want to like run off into the woods and be like, hey! Uh, probably I'll, run off I'll, into the woods. I'll, I'll go too. Alright, so Kalika goes running like a toddler that hears an ice cream truck and just goes zipping into the woods. <laughs> Kalika, wait! Dark vision, fully active. <laughs> just, just the nothing behind. Just that splitter, so like, <laughs> <laughs> but just do like the three-year-old running and mouth breathing yeah. the whole time, just like, <laughs> yeah, arms straight out to the side like this for some reason. It's for acceleration. Yeah. Running strictly <laughs> with your heels and just like, duh, 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 duh. yeah. Okay, yeah. So naturally, the party falls behind as they witness this landslide of toddler. Um, <laughs> And as you guys start running up and saying that thing about the bad doggies, uh, you hear somebody, apparently the person who has the shovel in the distance. It's hard to see him throw the tree cover, but as you guys start to approach it all, you hear him yell out, he says, this is private property, be gone. Oh, what's property? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> he says, not another step. This is a warning. Shoot to me a promise. Get off my farm, or I'll kill each and every last one of you. And he can't see you guys either. But as you keep moving, after about another 10 seconds of peeping through, you pop out into a little bit of a clearing, and you see this big-ass oak tree and apparently a fresh mound of dirt. Um, it's a pretty big mound of dirt, too. 
Um, but you can see him standing there with a shovel. And I don't want to say he's armed with it, but he's looking at you guys like he's scared shitless as is. And he looks pretty well on edge. And as you guys pop out of the bushes on the outskirts of his property, you guys can see that there's uh, a barn, a shed, and what looks like a farmhouse out here. Um, and he seems to be standing out here in work clothes very similar to that other guy's. Um, but he looks back at each and every one of you as you slowly pop out of the bushes, catching your breath from the quick sprint. And he looks back and he says, I'm warning you. I'm friends with the constable, the captain of the guard and all. I'll have you all hanged and, 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 and killed for this kind of behavior. Be gone. Hi, I'm Klika. Klika, Klika, please. Is, is that a challenge or a threat? And he just looks at you all and he turns on heel and just starts sprinting back to the farmhouse. Oh boy. Uh, oh good, says, uh, good, to see, good to see that we're making a good first impression. You know, Norhill, nobody heard you say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Ronnie, if you want, you can you can try to roll a persuasion check on that. Or um, not persuasion, the other one. There. Oh. Intimidation? Yeah, that's the one. Deception? Probably deception. We come in peace. Is that what you said? Yeah, because we came to <laughs> kick ass. Listen, man, we just fought your weird dog, so we're going to kick your ass, too. <laughs> no, but... Is that really a, pers a persuasion? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It could be animal handling. 19! So with that, he stops for a moment, and he, as he's running back to the place, and he stops, and he says... He says, listen, I don't want any trouble. I'm just a common farmer, okay? And I've been dealing with a lot of strange things lately that I can't seem to explain. Now, if you'll please kindly get off of my property, I won't say anything. We will be, and Anton kind of keeps his hand up, clearly away from any of his weapons or anything, trying to look as harmless as possible. And he just says, we have also seen strange things in the woods, undead goats, possibly a... A man who may have been similar to you. We were a just... poor man. <laughs> we were just one. We were just checking to see if anyone knew of this odd occurrence. We are more than happy to leave your property, but just want to make sure everything is safe. The second, I thought you said relieve your property, and then I thought about the communist jokes we made before yep. about you no. relieving you of your property. <laughs> we, we've come here to help you, poor man. <laughs> Just starts playing the USSR thing in the background. <laughs> Dasmadanya! <laughs> ho, ho, ho! Um, Let's just make you poor. Yikes. Anyway, um, so at this point, once he goes to respond, he opens his little gap mouth, and you can see he's got some funky teeth in his mouth, and he's like, eh! And all of a sudden, you hear a huge bang inside the barn, and he jumps up for a second, and he's like, great moogly moogly! Not Bessie! And he just goes running full sprint to the uh, to the barn. What do you do? I go after him. Okay. So Klika the whole will goes. save you. And off off she goes. Yep. You're coming, doggy. Um, <laughs> so the whole party follows and check behind, and you guys can see that the uh, the farmer swings open the big barn doors, and as he does, you can see inside. Um, a couple of corpses of bodies that do not look like they have been freshly, I don't know, they don't look as like torn apart and chewed on as the other body looked. And instead, these ones look, I don't want to say more fresh, but they definitely look like they got bludgeoned with a shovel, less than being chewed on by goats. And 
But I mean, to fill our goat quota, our, our, our goda, if you will, um, you can see that there is in fact a goat inside of here and it seems to be dragging its little cloven foot against the, um, uh, the uh, like the barn stall door. And you can see that there's like a, a, a cow on the other side of the stall door that seems to be kind of, I don't know, mooing in distress. And you see the farmer grabbing at his head and he's like, Gah! and he doesn't know what to do about this. The goat seems to be about 30 feet down the hall from you guys into the barn in the back of it. And as you guys stand there with the door wide open and the farmer next to you, he says, save Bessie, please. And he looks over at you guys and the goat looks over at you guys and it turns around and it's like, what do you do? Which one is Bessie? He says, my cow, my cow in the back. By the way, this voice will never get old. It, I just that, click on it. I said go. Big dog, <laughs> good then. Oh, Little dog, Christ. bag. All right, I'm rolling initiative. <laughs> Off we go. I got a four. I got another nat 20, 24. Jesus Christ. I'm on it tonight. Four, 24. 18. Okay, so 24, 18. Eight. Okay, 24, 18. Okay, so it's going to go Kalika, Anton, Jarzak, Norhill, and then the goat, right? Wait, no. I go before Norhill. Hooray for Dwarven Speed. All right. Let's do this, right? No. Wait, I did my math wrong, right? Yeah? No, I said four, right? Four. So Anthony does go first. I go last. Goats are last. I'm talking. It's happening. We're doing this. It's a podcast. Like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. We're on a podcast. Um, all right. Go ahead, Kalika. All right, uh, yeah, is just going to pull the same maneuver as last time and run up and stab the goat with a dagger, prepping a booming blade. Kimoki, so go ahead. Does a 23 hit. Yeah, it sure do. Excellent. Six damage. You killed this innocent poor little zombie goat right off the bat. Why do we roll for initiative? Why is that a thing? <laughs> but... Anywho, as you do it uh, and you rush up and stab the thing in the head, I imagine a very similar way as before. And yeah, as you start to like... speed back, you notice the thing's already dead and you're like, oh, okay. But before you, again, are two teenage-looking bodies here, like a couple of 16 or 17-year-olds, and they both look like they got shoveled in the head or something like that. Like, one of them has a black eye, and yeah, he's so... got, like... It, it looks pretty brutal. Not like they got brutalized intensely, but it looks like somebody gave them a good old heaping of pating for both of them. So, Karzak's gonna turn towards the uh, farmer and just, so you're gonna tell me what happened to these kids or you're gonna be joining them. He looks over at you and he says, he says, where do you think the goats came from? These damn kids on my property? And he just points at the bodies in the back of the barn and he says, I don't know who they are. They just showed up. Old man shouts at Cloud, you know. And more like shouts at goat. <laughs> like, yeah. Is there anything about then, these there, go ahead. teenagers that looks like they could have also been undead? No, they look like teenagers. I mean, they're wearing dark clothing, almost to the point it looks like they, like, purposefully stained work clothes to be black. You know what I mean? As you can see, like, ink stains on fingers and whatnot. So it looks like they try to make clothing like this, but... Yeah, no, and as you, like, look them over quickly, Kalika can see standing right next to them. One of them's got a club, and one of them's got, like, a, a kitchen knife that's been fashioned to be more brutal, you know what I mean? And they're right. both just laying there dead with their weapons kind of close at hand. And so the farmer's standing there with his shovel still, not 
armed and at the ready, but he's clutching it tight to himself, thinking he's either fighting the orc or somebody else at this point. So he stands there shaking a rattle, and he says, you gotta believe me. The kids, they taunted me. So now they so, taunted you. So your story's changing. First you didn't know, and now they taunted you. So you do know what happened to them. I said or else. This is or else. <laughs> All right, well, you know. Are we still in initiative order? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, if we want to, if we want to, uh, want to roll that as an intimidate, see what happens. I did, but what'd you get on the intimidate? That'd be oh dang. No, no, no. Like I, I would like to uh, seventeen. Okay, so he just like drops the shovel and he says, "I mean no harm." He's like, "I'm an innocent old man." He says, "Please, you gotta believe me. My name's Shamik. Shamik Farin." says, I, I, I'm a, just a humble farmer out here. I make enough to keep myself afloat. He says, but the, these kids came out of nowhere and they were messing with my goats and I don't know what happened, but all I know is I, my boy, my son, he ran off and I don't know what happened to him, but you gotta believe me. I've done everything I could to protect this place. Was your, was your son dressed as you were similar? <laughs> Poor. Go ahead, Ronnie, say it. <laughs> no, in similar attire was... And were there any more um, of your animals tainted? He says, I don't know how many were tainted. All I know is that my Bessie's okay. And you can see like him start to well up a little bit. And he says, my boy, he's, he's a farmhand. He works here with me. We work on the family farm. And he, I... I don't know where he went. He ran off and I, I heard a lot of screaming and yelling, but I don't know what happened. He says, you got to believe me. You have no choice. I'm railroading you right now. Did the body Who in the you? woods look young enough to be his son? Yeah. And even looking at it now, the jaw structure you can see and the facial structure that was recognizable on him, he looks kind of like him. So Nurhill will give him a brief description of the body. Did your son look something like that? Just a stick figure on a piece of paper. <laughs> He's like, just like that. Was he missing an arm? Because <laughs> I found it <laughs> in your hand over his hand. Is, um, is this his? Is this what a farm hand looks like? <laughs> well, I was trying to put it gently, but I think your son might be dead. But yes, from the from the description that you gave, indeed, he he is he's distraught by this, and he kind of turns away and he starts kicking at the dirt at his feet and kicks the shovel a few yards away, and he starts yelling out and he says, "Damn these zombies!" Ow. Um, I think Cleek is gonna like flip over one of the kids so like he can see their face i guess and then look at him and say so um do you know these kids are they part of a korbach that you know do their family is this korbach what the hell are you talking about they're family oh no i have no idea has anything like this ever occurred before? And Anton kind of gives them a, he, he kind of says, maybe we should check if there's anything on the bodies, anything. Did you ever have more than one son? Because I don't think if it was only one, it would have happened before. 
And he says, well, my son, one of my sons, he left and he went off to the city. He went off to, off to the capital. But, but my other son's a good boy and he stayed here with me. But no, I, I have no idea who those other people were. I've never seen any of these people before in my life. Has your farm ever been, a, been attacked before? He says, other than by orcs, as he turns and looks at Jarzak for a moment and looks back and he says, no, <laughs> we don't get attacked by anything out here. These are comfortable and calm enough lands. Uh, the, the, the stories about the ghosts, Is it, could this be the source? Uh, how long have we been hearing rumors about the ghosts in this area, by the way? Uh, basically, when you heard about the job needing to be done out here at all, you heard caught wind that there was stories that travelers kind of get followed by ghosts if they come out here. So it's not like it's been around for a long time, but it's just one of those like little fleeting like, I don't know, ghost story kind of thing. So it's not like it's even written in stone so much, but mentioning it like that, I don't know. He even kind of like raises an eyebrow to it and he says, I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm legends uh but how long have the uh undead been appearing do you know he says this is it he's like if this happened more than once i wouldn't be here can i do a search of the bodies because i imagine like you said making something undead is a very difficult process and i don't know if these two seem like the necromancer type <laughs> what are you trying to say ronnie None of the answers can't get killed by shovels. It happens. <laughs> it happens. I saw it once in a movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, Anton goes walking over and looks at the bodies. And you can tell that they're both like 16-year-olds. Like, neither of them are growing facial hair or anything like that. They both seem kind of scrawny and whatnot. Again, very makeshift weapons on their person. And they both seem to be, like, at their in-between them, their possessions that they have in a sackcloth. It seems like they probably have, like, a handful of candles, some sort of black sand, and a small glass vial that looks like at one point it was stained by judging by the little cork that goes in it, a dark, dark, reddish, brownish, rusty kind of tint. But overall, the bottle itself smells pretty terrible on the inside, but it's clean enough that you can't tell what was originally in there. I'm gonna take it and take the bottle, and then I wanna take a sample of the sand. Now, I will say that if you're, I mean, the sand already comes in a little sack pouch anyway, but as you're fuddling around over there with the, uh, with the bodies, the old man, Shamek, he starts to kind of turn to you guys and he says, well, now, what, what are you doing with those bodies? He says, you leave them alone. Listen, it's been a long night. And I think it's better if you all just leave and leave the bodies as they were and just get out of here. Okay. I'm going to take that stuff. <laughs> quick, quick question. What were you burying out back? He looks to you and he says, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I think it I think it sounds like you do. And so he looks quickly at you guys and he says, "Look, I don't know who they were. I don't know who you all are, but all I know is that I've lost a son this evening, as it sounds from what you've told me, and I have a lot of work to do in the morning, and I have to meet with the constable. So if you'd give me that respect and that decency, I'd ask you to leave." So again, what did you bury in the back? And so you can see him like kind of like looking down at his hands a little bit, putting his hands in his grubby, dirty little hands. And, but you can tell kind of clearly that he's parting his fingers in a way that he's sort of looking for where his shovel is on the ground as he's like peeking through and looking around a little bit. 
So it seems like he's kind of plotting his next move as it seems you're putting the squeeze on him. With that, Jarzak tightens his grip on his axe. You, did you have that out the whole time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, Who put that there? Does Norhill notice him looking for the shovel? Um, I would say if you guys are watching him do his little shovel over here, then yeah. Yeah. Um, does Norhill see where the shovel is? Uh, yeah. Uh, the shovel... So the shovel is on the ground uh, a little bit closer to you guys than it is to him because he kicked it sort of in the direction that's like, if I could triangulate between you guys, and this is a good reason to pay attention to math class, it's kind of like, an, uh, like a, a scalene sort of triangle here. So it's closer to you guys and farther away from him, but still not easily close to you guys. So it's close enough that you could probably scoop it up before he'd be able to. Okay, maybe um, it's isosceles, maybe it's scalene. So Norhill is just going to stand directly between the farmer and the shovel. And just subtly he'll step in front of just it. Just do a quick little sidestep. Okay. And so once you do that, the uh, farmer kind of, you can tell his fingers immediately close again in, in his hands. And he kind of shifts his, his, uh, his body language a little bit as if like his plans just had to change very abruptly. And he moves his hands away from his face and he says... Ah, uh, and he just tries to make a run for it back to the house. And he tries uh, to run right past you, Wolf. I, I, I'm not going to let him run away. Uh, well, do something about it, bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come on, fight people. Let's go. Yeah, so is he going to have to run past me? Uh, I actually, because I didn't move from the entrance. No, no, no. I. I I mean, he was never so close to you guys that I'd say he's in, like, the threatened range, you know? Like, he was always far enough away when the doors opened up that he was not within, like, an immediate threatened range. You know what I'm saying? So, like, okay. if he makes a run for it, he's not going to get, like, attack of opportunity or anything like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to try and grab him. Straight grapple. Okay. Run we'll up a, and grab him. We'll do a quick finish. Apparently we're just going to roll three initiatives for three rounds of combat tonight. I actually got an 18. I got a two. I got a six. 14. Eight. Oh my, so Peapod got the jump. So it goes to uh, from the grandpa to Kleeka to Jarzak Anton Norhelm. Is that it? I think I'm last. I got a two. Oh, okay, never mind. I was thinking completely differently then. So yeah, it'll go from, okay. Okay, right. Anyway, we're here today. We're here. I'm here. Whatever. We're, we're doing it. So anyway, Peepaw tries to make a run for it, and he starts hoofing it and runs over to the barn in a double move, and it's about 50, I mean, to the uh, to the back door of the house. It's about 50 feet away, and he makes it up to the door and swings it open and runs inside. And so next would be Kleeka which, unless you came back to the rest of the group outside the barn door, I don't believe that you uh, were actually... I thought you were still inside the barn looking at the bodies. I was, yeah. Okay, so you can leave the barn and make it like halfway to the house if you want to double move. I... Klika's probably just gonna hang out. Like, I don't think she's gonna just like chase after him now, like into his house at okay. this point. All right, like we, can, we can just grab the shovel and go dig up whatever he was burying. Yeah, when he, he runs off, Jar Jarzak's going to say, uh, you guys should check out what he buried. And so who was next for initiative? Was it? 
I thought it was Anton, but I'm like... I, I got six. Maybe. Okay, never mind. I think um, it was Norhill then, right? Anthony, what'd you get? I'm like, I I, apparently, I, I didn't, apparently I didn't I listen to the initiative at all. I had gotten an eight. Oh, okay. So yeah, you do go next. And then Anton and then Jarzak. I don't know why numbers are falling out of my head today, but whatever. Go ahead, Norhill. Okay, uh, since Jarzak had suggested that we go look at what he was burying, Norhill will go grab the shovel and start making his way to that huge pile of dirt. Okay. I don't know why that's funny to me. <laughs> Just that huge pile of dirt. But, okay. So you go walking over there with a the shovel, and you make it to the mound in time. And again, you can see that somebody patted it down with a shovel. But, um, okay. And then now it'll go to Anton. I'm curious, does the cow still look like distressed or anything weird about it at all? It just looks like a distressed cow. Can I calm down the cow? That's better sure. than milk. Go ahead and roll the... <laughs> <laughs> That's bad milk. Go ahead and roll the uh, handle animal if you've got it. Uh, if I, what if I don't have it? No, in that case, it's just a raw charisma. Is it, uh, is it a wisdom skill? Wisdom. All right. it is roll, wisdom. Raw wisdom, I suppose, which I guess that benefits you pretty well. Yeah. Goodbye, God. Goodbye, cow. Ten. So, yeah, you pet the thing on the head and it's like, oh, but you managed to get it to stop freaking out as bad. But you can tell you're not fixing it. The thing's just kind of tolerating you poking it in the head. Does it look bitten at all? Like, I don't know how zombies no. spread if they like bite. Okay. At least I know it's not going to turn on us. That's that's my biggest concern. <laughs> yeah, it's just the walking D&D. &D, that's what this is. Yeah. But, I mean, if but, you were worried about that, why weren't you worried about the dude who was getting eaten? <laughs> well, he was already eaten. It was done. <laughs> yeah, they finished that meal. No I doggy bag. I didn't even know there was a body. I just saw a goat come out of a bush. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to say it like that? But anyway, okay, so what's Jarzak going to do then? Uh, so bonus action and then regular move. That gets me to the door. Did he You're already right behind him at that point. Uh, all right, and then I'm going to try to just grab him and keep him inside. So he doesn't so stop the, him from digging up the hill. Sure, roll that athletics check. That's kind of terrifying, though. A seven-foot-tall orc just runs in the back door of your house, like knocks your ass flat out, like, listen, bitch, I was talking to you. I got a seven. Uh, yeah, just way too slippery for Jarzak with his two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get back here. He's like, he's just... <laughs> we okay. just... We just want answers. He's so, sweaty with fear. We're not trying to kill you. <laughs> He's slick with fear. But he's standing at what looks to be like the, the kitchen here. Uh, and it seems like he's fuddling around looking for like a meat tenderizer or, or a knife or something like that. But okay. Uh, he looks frantic and panicked at this point. But now it uh, goes back to the top to Kalika. What's Kalika up to? Uh, oh, wait, no, it's his turn. So he does grab a knife. And I step <laughs> <laughs> so so he challenge then. So he grabs the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, now it's like, oh, now we're playing prison rule, eh? <laughs> Oh, I fumbled. So he swings the kitchen knife and it twangs off the counter and it just goes flying across the room. And he looks at you and he's like, <gasps> what he you we don't want to hurt you. We just want answers. And he tries to wind up and hit you and he like crunches his knuckle on your body and he's like, ah. <sighs> he says, you know he says, I am not going to explain anything to the legs of an orc. And you're like, oh, why would you have to say that? Okay. <laughs> Just pick up the knife and bend it. Like, 
You know no, how no, no. in, uh, like, Tarantino movies sometimes there'll be, like, one scene where, like, it plays out exactly how it would in real life where, like, someone, like, just, like, in the middle of a fucking gunfight or a fight just, like, fucking, like, slips and, like, <laughs> beats it and then, like, someone else just trips and, like, it's just super clumsy and totally, like, wow, everyone's just fucking around right now. That's exactly what's going on in this kitchen. Like, Jarzak just slips and falls and, like, breaks his neck and it's, like, just start pl- just roll the Sarah McLaughlin just yeah. in the arms. <laughs> Funk. All right. So anyway, the big strong man can't grab the old man, and then the old man just fucking stumbles with the attack. Trips and yeah. falls on his own knife. Uh, okay, so go ahead, Kleeko. What do we got from you? Are you going uh, to the dirt mound? Kleeko's uh, gonna just watch from the entrance way and laugh. <laughs> just sucking on her thumb. <laughs> yeah, just, just really enjoying the show. <laughs> Okay, that's only a little alarming. So Norhill is back at the dirt mound, right? Mm-hmm. You just immediately start digging. So is there any chance that? So we we had well, I guess Norhill didn't hear that. He didn't know about the striking some hard stone. So yeah, he'll just start digging. Okay, fair enough. Um, and so yeah, you just start digging in, and it's soft and it's shallow because you stab through dirt and you immediately feel something soft bounce back against the shovel, and you're like, "Ew, a pumpkin." That is not a good sign. No, no, <laughs> it's a serial killer. Meanwhile, just click us sitting there, just sucking on your thumb now, now behind Norhill, like, no, just, just like, just like, woo, get him, <laughs> like, do it again. All right, now it goes to Anton. Any more cow action? No, Anton's gonna like head out of the barn and start heading toward the house. Like, this is not <laughs> you good. see Klika sucking thumb and watching. That that visual does Looking more for me than I like to admit. Yeah. <laughs> just, just put her Whoa. nose on the window. Yeah, just, Whoa. <laughs> just he sucks. Fogged up. Just. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Anton runs up to the house, huffing and puffing, gets in the doorway, and you can see Jarzak struggling. Uh, now, what's Jarzak up to? Jarzak's uh, going to try and grab him again. Okay, roll athletics and pray to God that this combat goes somewhere. All right, I got a three. Eleven. So you managed to grab Slippery <laughs> Grandpa as he's reaching for like a, a cutting board to swing at you. You grab him by the lapels. Uh, and then I'm going to use my movement to move outside. And just my bonus right action past. movement to move to the dirt pile. You gonna tell us what's in there now? Oh, no, no, no. You can't use the bonus action movement like that. You can't just say, because he's in front of me, I'm always moving in the right... <laughs> Infinite speed! <laughs> just hold your enemies in front of you and travel anywhere with the bonus. No, okay, All right, whatever. I'll so just you... move towards the dirt pile. The dirt pile's not far from the house. In one movement, you can walk to the dirt pile. Okay, the... and I'll ask him... So you're going to tell us, or do we have to dig up what's under there? And so he looks at you, and he looks back, and he says, It's another one of the teenagers! What happened to this one that you had to bury him? Or were I you killed him. him. I killed him, too. I killed all three of them. And I won't hear the end of it, I'm sure. But you know what? I don't care anymore. They harassed my goats. They hung around my farm. They antagonized my boy. And they tried their hardest to get him to do their foul business for him. But he had too good of a heart. And now he's dead too. I'm not sure oh. any of these are okay. hanging crimes. Why kill them? That, rather than report them. 
And he says, because they'd keep coming back and they're bastards, even every last black-hearted one of them. Yeah, I mean, they did fuck up your goats pretty good. That's good enough for me. Jarzak, let's go of them. <laughs> you says, mentioned there was a constable. We're sorry. And he says, yeah, there's a constable, the captain of the guard, whatever. Well, haven't you told him of this before? This sounds like something that's happened more than once. He says, well, all the kids in town are into this sort of terrible, dark stuff. I just didn't expect them to come to my house. I go outside and see my son being bitten, harassed by these terrible-looking goats. He's pure of heart. And those boys, they they were so awful to him. And he just did what he would do for his pa. And he starts to What town is this? What'd you say? What kind of town is this? It's Cooperford. It's about ten minutes down the road. <laughs> I think we might have stepped in something. No, as Norhill's standing on the dirt pile by himself, he's like, ew. Just kind of slowly sinking into the soft earth. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's like that one guy, like a million years ago, said, dwarves sink. Um, but with that, he just says, he says, listen, he says, you don't need to tell the constable, you don't need to tell the, the captain of the guard or anything like that. Dillian Sherwell, just he, he's, the, he's the guard of the watch. Just tell, don't tell him anything, okay? Kids have been going missing for a long time around here, okay? A, a couple of weeks now, the kids have just been going missing and nobody knows where they're going, okay? These three kids, they weren't reported missing. And I, I swear, this is all that's happened of them. I, I, I don't know anything about any of the other kids. You, you might want to not put them right in your backyard, though. And he if you're you going to bury says, them. And he's like, what was I, my other choice? Throw him in the river? That's not a bad call. He says, oh, turn, good. Uh, turn, uh, turn yourself in and admit what you've done. And he looks over at you. Everybody looks over at Norhill for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, yeah, I'm going to go do that. He says, in a time like this, do you think that the courts have time for somebody like me with these kind of crimes? They're going to see three dead teenagers in my yard after everybody's going missing. They're looking to hang anybody over these crimes. That mayor doesn't know what's happening out here. Nobody really else does, he says. But I saw bad things happening with these kids. I don't know what they were doing or how they learned how to do it. But goats don't look like that. I would know. No, not. My name is Billy B. Goatman. I'm just kidding. But... There is no doubt that you've done this in terms of protection. I don't. I don't see you as the kind of person who would. They all had weapons. Be a brutal. He's like, brutal yeah, murder. definitely not kitchen knives that I planted on their bodies. Everybody has a moment where they start thinking about it. They're like, he did say it was a kitchen knife that looks brutal. <laughs> he did try to throw one at me earlier. So anyway. Can I? Is there any way I could search the body in the dirt too, see if no, it had the same stuff on it? No, it's buried. But can I, do, can I do an insight check on what he's saying about these kids? Sure. Indeed. Oh, I'm actually proficient in insight. Me too, but it's not good. <laughs> Eleven. Fourteen. Okay. It seems kind of clear to both of you guys that he is a very rage-filled man and he's putting on quite a show right now to make himself look a lot more innocent than he is. And it seems like these kids probably were fucking around at his farm, but it seems like he took his first opportunity to clink some skulls in, and he sure did it. As you can see from the brutalized bodies here, like he's putting on a show right now to be like, my poor innocent boy. I'm sure that the, I mean, there's something to be said about the goats being zombies and all that, but like, 
the way he's saying it, he's like, but think about my pain. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that being said, you did kill three people. I don't think that we can <laughs> But I lost three goats. Ignore, I don't think that we can simply ignore this. And he says, so what are you going to do about it, beardy? And turn you in. Simple as that. He just, ooh. And he says, and he looks at everybody else, and he says, you wouldn't, you wouldn't turn an old man like me in, would you? I wouldn't put anything past this guy. Which guy are you referring to? Norhill. Oh, okay. I'm talking to the old dude. He just talked. I know, but I didn't know which guy. You said this guy. I'm like, which guy are we talking about? But Klika Cle- thinks you'll be lonely out here all by yourself. You'll have more fun with your friends in prison. Corbin. <laughs> Corbin. Prison Corbin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. He's just like, see, now you have your prison family. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, as the old man starts looking frantically back and forth and realizing he has very little opportunity to do anything else, do you guys grab him and try to take him with you on your road to Cooperford or what? Yeah, Yeah. come along. What does Anton think about this? Anton's a bit naive so I think he kind of takes it like it is terrible that something happened to his son but knowing someone like that has killed even if it was killing out of fear it's hard for him because he's thinking like I may be in that position one day of killing something he immediately looks at all three of your teammates and you're just like I might have to kill these motherfuckers too (laughs) I mean he was just defending what's his perhaps we don't have to take him with us I'm not going to stop you from reporting him, though, Norhill. Well, if nothing else, he knows a little bit about what's going on here. Maybe he'd be more likely to give true details to his friend, the constable. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the constable. It doesn't seem like the law of this land is the friendliest. There's something as hostile as this land. Like No one just normally kills teenagers. There's, this clearly isn't as peaceful and a hospitable place as you originally told us. I resent that. New England is a wonderful place. <laughs> <laughs> We're very kind here. Just don't least... fuck around and find out, you know? <laughs> Leave the goats be. But, okay, so what's Anton's final decision here? Apart from sitting here straddling the neutral line, Norhill's reaching to take him with him. You could take Bessie. <laughs> you can reclaim that for the people. There you go, milk for everyone. <laughs> Ronnie, I'm giving you ten I think seconds. Anton, I think Anton just kind of gives him a decision of you can come with us now and explain your story as a man not entrapped by the guard or face one of my companions reporting you to the guard and them coming and running in on your home. I don't know which situation you'd rather prefer. I doubt they'll hear you out with that second one. So with that, he just kind of like squints a little bit, and he looks resigned. He looks over at the dwarf, and he just says, I heard they all locked you out of your home. He says, serves you all right. And that's where we're going to end it. Hey, 
everybody, it's the young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter, or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dangerous. Thanks. <laughs>